everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. My name is Jeff Moreva. I'm the director of the show, and I'm here with our host, Mr. Robert Birch. Jeff, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. So we got a really great film today. Great film by one of my favorite directors of all time, mm-hmm. Paths of Glory, Stanley Kubrick. I mean, just a great one. A big fan of his films? I am. Um, you know, and this one wasn't one I saw. This is one of his earlier films. Right. And one that I saw much later in life. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, man, what a great I think like war uh, movie or anti-war movie. Right. Or, you know. I haven't seen Lolita, I think, is probably oh. one of the few uh, that I haven't seen. Yeah. But um, uh, The Shining, of course, oh, of and course. Full Metal Jacket, uh, yes. Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, yeah. Uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Of course, yes. Right. Yeah, great. Yeah. Great, great films. Great director. Um, known for his um, uh, many, many takes on... Oh, boy. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. yeah. So... He um, did a film, um, the, uh, the the one that was supposed to be the Napoleon film. He had done, a, a like, a years of research on Napoleon's life yeah. and even reduced uh, Napoleon's life to, like, uh, library cards that he had in like a librarian's chest, right? And it was each day was one day in the life of Napoleon, right? Oh wow! He'd done so much research on that, and then the studio said, mm, "No, we don't want a, sh- a movie about Napoleon." <laughs> no, after you did all that, and and uh, so um, Ryan O'Neill is in the Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon, yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah. Uh, that's all shot in candlelight. Yes. So Im- movie. Yeah. yeah, imagine. So you're doing 76 takes, and you've got to be the continuity person on that, uh, keeping the candles at the right height in the yeah. background. Oh man, yeah, that would be crazy. Um, well, let's set up this film for everybody um, who hasn't seen right. it. Right. Um, so it, World War One. World War One. Colonel uh, 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 Kurt Douglas plays uh, Colonel Dax, and. Um, a uh, a general, a French general, uh, does not feel that they are uh, carrying out his orders. That they are cowards. That they uh, did not fulfill their orders to you know go uh, you know up into no man's land and to take the objective, which is uh, the anthill. Yes. And um, he accuses them of cowardice and uh, brings them up on charges to be you know if they lose a, the the trial uh, they'll be executed. Right. And uh, Kurt Douglas is uh, basically forced to defend them as almost as their attorney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about all the places this film was banned. <laughs> Where was it not banned? Where was it not banned? <laughs> <clears throat> well, of course, France. Yes. France didn't like the, the how they were basically given a black eye that um, it was a... a anti-war film very critical of uh the french you know it's a book it was right it was was based on a book um uh, so it wasn't particularly a jab at france it's this sort of thing has happened many times on on the battlefield on both sides probably right but um yeah uh france didn't didn't like it um uh belgium they thought it it was unfair to the french soldiers um, Spain, yeah, um, under General Francisco Franco, Generalissimo, 
Generalissimo. Yeah, Francisco uh, Franco. He's still dead, by the way. <laughs> he is. <laughs> and, uh, and this film wasn't released in Spain until 11 years after he died in right. 1986. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who else didn't like it? Germany? Germany, yeah. Didn't dig didn't, it? You didn't know. show it for the first several years. Uh-huh. Because uh, they were they were already still in or still in tensions with the French army. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah. they they were afraid of it would cause tensions. Right? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, really? So, Come on, over film. I know. But uh, Winston Churchill liked it. Yes, he did. Yeah, he said um, that uh, the film was highly accurate, a depiction of French warfare and sometimes misguided workings of the military mind. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I would say that's a good Winston Churchill, but I don't know if I've ever actually heard the man <laughs> talk. I've read several of his quotes, and then you see those old films. The films, right. Yeah. I think I'm just doing an imitation of <laughs> the actors doing his yeah, voice. I know. Um, but uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about um, Adolf Manjou. Manjou. Adolf Manjou, a great uh, film star, started in silent films. Yeah. And uh, a very, very, uh, he was actually in World War One. Yes. He, uh, but he served in the um, American uh, Ambulance Corps. Oh, okay. So I, when I read that, I thought, oh, well, he's going to be French. He's right. going to be on the French side. No, he, he fought for the Americans in World War One. I. I did not know that. I did not know that. I did not. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about the scene, the the. Friction that I guess oh, he had with yeah. Stanley Kubrick during a couple scenes. Well, you know, of course, he's, you know, he does all these takes. And um, he, uh, Kurt Douglas told the story, he said that he made uh, Adolf Manjou do the same scene 17 times. Now, on the 14th time, uh, Manjou had said, well, you know, that was my best take, I think. So we can all go to lunch. And Kubrick said, mm, not so fast. <laughs> not so fast. Um, let's, let's run it again. And uh, Manjou had had enough. He blows up. It goes into a fury and starts uh, yelling at Stanley Kubrick in front of Kirk Douglas, in front of the crew and all the cast. Um, and then he, so he says, <laughs> Kirk Douglas characterized that he, he blasted off on what he claimed was Kubrick's Dubious parentage, <laughs> <laughs> which is a nice way of saying uh, the B word, I guess, yeah. and uh, that uh, belittled him because of his greenness in working with actors. And, you know, Kubrick stands there, cool as a cucumber, and, um, and then, you know, lets him sputter it out, and then he finally says, okay, now can we, uh, let's, uh, let's try it again. <laughs> And Manjou's just like, what? You know, he, he's, he's given all he can give in this, you know, fit of fury. And so Douglas says he just turns around, goes back to the starting point, and, you <laughs> know, we did three another more take. Times. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was an early indication, you know, the way uh, Kurt Douglas tells the story, that uh, Kubrick, even at that early um, juncture in his career, uh, knew exactly how to handle that situation. Right. Even with a veteran actor who had, you know, uh, he'd been in film probably longer than uh, Kubrick was had been alive at that point. Right. Yeah. Um, I love this. The title is a quotation from Thomas Gray. Um, 
The paths of glory lead but to the grave. Yep. It's a great line. Yeah. It's a great line. Man, it's a great title, too. It you is know? a great title. Um, yeah. So this, uh, they, um, they bought a, uh, or they, they hired uh, a farm out. Yes. In, yeah, in near farm. Munich. Yeah. Uh, all of this was shot in Germany. Yeah. And uh, so they uh, paid the farmer for the crops that they wouldn't be getting that year. And then they, about 60 guys, descend on the farm and dig the trenches. Yeah, cranes and, out there. Yeah. Yeah. Put in uh, craters and barbed wire and, you know, turn it into a moonscape for, you know, like a no man's land yeah. to shoot out there. And then they went out and, and uh, uh, placed charges um, uh, explosives. I mean, there's a, a huge amount of explosives. Uh, the uh, yeah, the the effects supervisor had to go to a special German commission that they to get get permission to all uh -huh. these. Apparently, and just in the opening scene alone, there's over one ton, over over two tons, I think. Oh wow! Of explosives used in just the opening scene. Wow! You're talking, even if I'm wrong, it might just be one ton, but still, that's two thousand pounds of explosives used just in the opening scene. <laughs> and um, yeah, they had to actually go get special permission for it. You know, all the, all the soldiers uh, were um, off-duty German police officers out of Munich. And you know, a lot of them had, had, uh, had been in, you know, had military training. Uh, one, of the, one of the main things that Kubrick had to really uh, rein in was uh, their doing uh, unnecessary acts of bravery <laughs> for the for the camera right uh, they were given uh, zones where they were supposed to fall dead either from machine gun fire or from shrapnel or you know some other horrible way to die and um, but but these guys would like heroically dive into a, a <laughs> shell crater where the explosive charges had been prepared right and they'd be too close to the explosions and get burned. Right. So he really had to uh, rein these guys in, apparently. Yeah. And uh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, Kurt Douglas, um, who kind of, you know, was originally set to do a Broadway show and couldn't do this, and then um, ended up, the, the Broadway show got postponed, and so he was able to do this. But he actually said of the film, this, this is a picture that will always be good. Years from mm -hmm. now, I don't have to wait 50 years to know it. I know it now. And uh, He's right. And he was right. This is a film that, I mean, this was made in 1957. Uh-huh. And here we are in 2013. 20, I almost said 2013. Uh -huh. I just lost a decade <laughs> of my life. And here we are in 2023. I would go back. I would go back. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah it was Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck was also offered considered. This, right? yeah. or he was considered, and, and so Gregory Peck also had a, a conflict. Uh, Kirk Douglas had that conflict, and so uh, something happened, I guess, to the Broadway play, and it was postponed. And then the film that Gregory Peck was doing was postponed as well, and it was like a race right. to, to get to Kubrick and, and say, I want the part. Right. Yeah. And because of his close relationship with Kirk Douglas, I mean, this is what led to Spartacus. Uh -huh. I mean, this is what led to them working again oh, on Spartacus. Oh, a fantastic yeah. film. Um, there was an early director for that, and uh, uh, they had a blow-up, uh, yeah. he and, and Kirk, Kirk Douglas. Douglas. Yeah. And so th when he was, when the director was released, uh, he, 
that's when he brought Kubrick in. Yeah. Um, let's talk for a minute about Timothy Carey. <laughs> this cracked me up when I read this. One of the three uh, actors, uh, one of the characters that is to be executed who's on trial for their life. Right. Um, he's in, he's a character actor. He's in lots of, I recognize his face. Lots of films, yeah. yeah. And, uh, he's kind of a kook. Yeah. In real life. In real life, yeah. Because, uh, he staged a kidnapping where he was kidnapped, um, for publicity. For personal publicity. During yeah. this film. Yeah. Which is crazy. But it caused Stanley Kubrick and producer James Harris to fire him. Uh-huh. Like they, of course. Of course. Um, but because of this, they weren't unable to show the three condemned soldiers during the battle scene. And they had to use a double um, for the scene when the priest hears uh, Farrell's confession. So, yeah, so it's a double. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, but stage your own kidnapping. What? You know, it didn't stop Kubrick from working with him again. He did, uh, he cast him in... Um, what's the, oh, uh, uh, Dr. Strangelove. Oh, Dr. Strangelove. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So it didn't keep them from working again, but what a, yeah, of course you're going to get fired if you I do know. this sort of thing. How did you think you were going to get away with that? I know. I don't get it. I Kirk don't Douglas it. didn't like him either. That didn't help. Yeah. They apparently did not get along and Kubrick actually used that to his advantage. <laughs> he would tell Timothy Carey, Hey, go ham this one up a little bit and, you know, basically make Kirk Douglas mad and get him into character. I want him, I want him angry for this next scene. So, uh, yeah. 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 Brutal. Well, and apparently this was a really tough shoot. Um, yeah. Several of the actors said, you know, it was, it was cold. It was rainy. The mud. I mean, it was really like World War One. Right. He says uh, everybody had a cold after the first week. Wow. Uh, but it really shows. It, it says, but it made it a better movie. Right. You know, we're all sick. We're all tired. We're you know just dying to get out of there, and it shows on everybody's face. Right. Um, well, we were talking about Kubrick and and his perfectionist attitude, uh -huh. and his and so I, I thought it was really funny that the men's last meal scene. <laughs> there is sixty eight takes of this scene. <laughs> sixty eight takes. And because um, the details of the scene require that the actors appear to be engaged while in the act of eating, uh -huh. um, a their new, last meal, their last meal, a new roast duck had to be prepared for almost every take. Uh, yeah, because again, Timothy Carey, Timothy Carey was not keeping track of of how he was. He didn't eat at the same time, right? Any of those takes, so they had to have a new duck for him for sure. But can you imagine how much when I mean, you're eating in those? And that's a big thing in any scene where you're eating, you don't want a lot of takes. No. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just crazy to me. 68 takes. Oh, man. I love Kubrick, but I think I would have been like <laughs> done with him at that point. You know what I mean? <laughs> so instead of a stuffed duck, the duck has stuffed you. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean. But you know this this movie was made for under a million dollars. Hard to believe. Budget was under a million, and three hundred thousand of that, a third of that, less a little bit less than a third of that was Kirk Douglas's salary. Right. 
So, I mean, this movie was really made for about $700,000. Yeah. I mean, that to me is just... If you had a lead actor that didn't take any pay, of course, Kubrick didn't get paid for this. Well, because this was not... He, he uh, didn't have a salary. He had points on the back end. Ah, uh, okay. And it didn't make... It, didn't. it was a box office failure. Yeah. Now, since then, um, I'm sure it's probably, you know, made his family... A oh, great yeah. deal of money. Yeah, I'm sure. Because, yeah. you know, of all the, you know, uh, foreign distribution, video rights, uh, first television broadcast, all that. Yeah. You know, you end up making money well, all eventually. I know is, all I know is when I bought my Stanley Kubrick box set, this did not come with it. Really? I had to buy it separately. Huh. So they got my money. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that. <laughs> Um, Every time they change formats, though, you have to buy a new, <laughs> yeah, exactly. a new uh, set. Right? No, my VHS is no longer any good. <laughs> no, I, it's all on DVD, which now is, uh, you know, I upconvert on my. I was going to say I upconverted on my Blu-ray player, but uh, now if I was going to watch it, I'd find it on streaming somewhere. You know? <laughs> um, so we talked about Gregory Peck and how he wanted the role, but Kirk Douglas beat mm-hmm. him to it. Basically, Charlton Heston was yeah. also considered and turned down the role of Colonel Dax. He would have been great. He would have been great. Yeah. I'm not so sure about Gregory Peck, but I think I think Charlton Heston would have been yeah. really good. He was probably doing some biblical epic or something. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't make time for it. <laughs> Moses takes Miami or something. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, so, ironically, the only soldier in this film who's actually portrayed as a coward... Uh-huh. Um, is the drunken murderous Lieutenant Roger, mm-hmm. um, played by Wayne Morris. Yeah. Um, Wayne Morris was actually a authentic military hero. An ace. He was an ace. In World War II, he flew over 50 combat missions in the Pacific as a Navy Hellcat pilot. Huh. I thought that was a really cool throw-out, shout-out to give, yeah. give to him, Wayne Morris. I'd never heard of the guy. No. But uh, Thank but you for your service. Thank you for your service. <laughs> And uh, Roger, I, I love those uh, those chocolates. Those are really good. <laughs> I, love, I love the chocolates I made for you. Um, but yeah, he he was buried with full honors in Arlington Cemetery in 1961. Wow. Um, at the age of 45, he died at 45. Huh. Um, so wow, yeah. early. He died early, very young. Very young. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I thought that some of the location shooting that they did was really cool. Um, Colonel Dax's headquarters is, uh, it looks to be a damaged building, and that's because, in fact, it was. They uh-huh. shot it at, and I might be mispronouncing this German word here, but I think it's Schlesheim. Yeah. Schlesheim. I think you're right. Um, which was an 18th century castle. Uh-huh. Um, near Munich. Near Munich. Actually. That was bombed. Yeah. And was in kind of bad shape and everything. And so, yeah. So that's used- like an outbuilding to the castle. Right. The, the tin shit, you know, the tin headquarters for Colonel Dax. And then the trial scenes in that beautiful, uh, ornate uh, drawing room, that's, you know, in that castle that's, that's, that's there. Yeah. And uh, it's very close, um, just down the road from Dachau. Yeah. The, Aus- or the, the concentration, uh, the concentration camp. camp. Yeah. 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 Um, so I do want to give a shout out really quick to Terry Gilliam. Yeah. Because um, I love him from Monty Python fame. Yeah. Um, 2019 interview he said that um described watching this film as, as a teenager as a life-changing experience and acknowledges that he completely ripped it off for the movie brazil <laughs> and paid his homage homage 
to uh, the film's trench scenes. Yeah. So which are you know very famous. Okay, the the trenches uh, in reality were about four feet wide. Yeah. Yeah, but, army regulations, four yeah. feet, yeah. But to to get the, the dolly, cam, the camera dolly through there, it had to be six feet. Yeah. Um, but uh, it has become such a staple. It, the, 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 the tracking shots, yeah. um, the dolly shots that, they, uh, that Kubrick did on this have been uh, an homage several times. 1917. Yeah, yeah the movie course, 1917. And Brazil. Sam Mendes, is that right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Who wrote, yeah, 29, or 2017, which was nominated for several oh, yeah. Oscars. Um, but he, you know, he, he, the he, director direct, said that he was directly influenced by yeah. Kubrick's uh, tracking shots in this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you, you can't say enough cool things about Stanley Kubrick. I mean, he's just one of the, one of the greats. A trailblazer. Um, but we are out of time. Again. We're over time. Oh. <laughs> so, Sorry, folks. <laughs> uh, they enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, please tune in and listen to us again next week. Um, tell your buddies about us. Um, That's right. You know, get us some more listeners. Oh, we had the pledge. Uh, uh, oh, we're just coming out of the pledge. Just coming we? out of pledge, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so hopefully everybody t- chipped in their part. Mm-hmm. And, and helped us out. It always helps keep shows like this on the air. And, it's not too late. And uh, it's not too late. You can always go to OETA.TV and find that Donate Now button and help out. Um, that's something that all PBS stations do. We're funded by viewers just like you. Just and, like you. And uh, so we love we love getting that support by yeah. you guys. Um, so we also love getting our celebrity photos in the mail each we week. We do. Um, so if you have a photo with a famous celebrity and the story behind it, please send it to us. You'll hear a tag at the end of this uh, podcast of uh, email address and everything that where you can send that to us. And uh, we love getting those. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's it. Okay. If you say so. I say so. That's (laughs) it. So um, until next week, thank you guys for listening and take care. All right. Bye-bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn.